0: Hi, and welcome back to season two of the Girls Who Gather podcast, a podcast sharing women's stories from a diverse range of backgrounds and stages of life, highlighting the way they are building community, empowering other women, and walking out their calling. We are so glad you've decided to tune in. Our hope for launching this podcast is to extend the voice of Gather beyond the physical spaces where we meet in our cities, campuses, and apartments. We want to make our content even more accessible to all of you. With an incredible diversity of feminine voices, we want to create a catalog of stories, testimonies, and inspirational content that you and your friends can always return to. We will also be announcing gathered news, updates, and other exciting events coming up on this platform. Stay tuned for more from us as we journey through this next season together. And as you listen, we encourage you to lean in and learn from some truly incredible women.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, Elam Fiawu is a self-identified beauty and aesthetics architect, professionally designing decor crafts, planning events, as well as coordinating interior design projects. And native-born Ghanaian, Elam moved to the UK at the age of 12 and has lived there for 13 years until recently when she returned back to Accra, the capital city and her place of origin. Today, she has founded and runs a women's-focused and faith-led community that is mostly based in Accra, aptly named Heart to Heart which exists to encourage vulnerability, transparency, and friendship as a way of life for the women around them that are part of this community. Their goal is to leave behind pretense, let go of unhealthy expectations, take off any masks that might be worn, and anything that bars one another from connecting with what matters the most, God and his people. The women of Heart to Heart believe that they are called into friendship with God, themselves, and those around them, No stranger to navigating the challenges of maintaining a truly relationally healthy space all the time. Ellum describes her community as a safe space for women to gather and enjoy fellowship with one another, freely engaging in conversations that do facilitate healing and cultivate growth as they run various branches and socials throughout the year. Heart to Heart also meets weekly online for Bible studies, and they are called heart and soul sessions. Miss Ellum Welcome to the Gather Podcast. It has been a long time coming.
2: We are so glad you're here. <laughs> I wish I could translate smiles into like audio. You know, I, don't, yes. I don't have, <laughs> I'm a big grin. I wish I could just put it into audio. What a oh. pleasure. Nice to meet you, yes. Lauren, and good to yes. see you, Noah. Yes, ma'am. I, this is so <laughs> awesome.
1: Three different time yes. zones, by the way. Lauren is back home in California. I'm camped out here in Houston, and Elam is calling in from Accra on the West African part of the map, and she is looking lovely. I wish (laughs) y'all could see her
2: right now. I know. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Thank yes. you. I was like, I better be cute just in case there's a visual, you know, and now I'm just disappointed that this, I was like, oh, Yo. oh this effort. Oh, I no. we'll, take my a, we'll take a screenshot oh, yes, and please. we'll make sure
3: please. it gets around.
2: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. Ellen. But
1: no, thank you guys. Thank welcome. You. Yes. We're so glad that you're here because if y'all know this lady, I imagine some of your heart to heart queens are going to be listening to this recording If y'all don't know this woman, she literally embodies what we have been journeying through as a community here at Gather this season, be well. So we've talked about mental and emotional health. You've heard from Morgan and Lauren on previous episodes. I'm just coming in for this special edition, this fun, exciting conversation. And then we talked about physical health. And so now we are wrapping up the season with relational health. And that's where Ellen will speak into today. But before we get to all of that loveliness, Ellen, we want to start our listeners off getting to know you as someone who's going to be speaking to them and speaking to their hearts today. So, <laughs> how? So, tell us a bit about a bit about your background, I guess. So, Ghana is home again. You went away for a while, yeah. came mm-hmm. back. Does it feel mm-hmm. like Ghana became home again, or was it always home? How are you in that sort of transition? Are you out of that transition phase coming back?
2: Yes. So I have been back in Ghana for the last four years. So I was born and raised in Accra. um, And I lived here for 12 years and my parents moved to the UK. um, So I moved over to the UK to join them. So moving, I always describe like moving was always my parents' decision. And when you're a kid, you'll go wherever you are taken. Um, But yeah, when I moved to the UK, um, I'll just give a summary of why I came came back. I think when I lived in Accra, Um, certain things didn't sit well with me in terms of um, things around social justice. So Mm. um, you know why I was able to go to school freely but then I knew a lot of kids couldn't and you know access to healthcare and things like that and Mm. I had all these little questions sitting in me but this was my normal. Um, The UK was the first time I had traveled outside of Ghana and was the first time I, I had experienced a different kind of lifestyle and I remember and then I was like oh the way things are back home isn't normal. (laughs) And I don't know. And I don't know. I was like, well, clearly these guys are doing something right because their country seems to be functioning Mm, in some sort of way that ours isn't. So I was like, God, maybe I'm here for a reason. Mm. And so in my heart, I was just like, I'm going to learn everything that I can and I'm going to go home and invest. Mm -hmm. And when I was done with school, I was like, let's go. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And that's the short story of how I ended up back um in Ghana but yes I have five brothers I have one little sister she came yeah no she came into the edition much later so I was always (laughs) used to just being with like an army of like men nice Nice. yeah but um I have a little cutie with me we have the same birthday which is oh yeah so so that's really really special so cool Um, Yeah, so that's a little bit. Okay, (laughs) so
1: good. I want to, like, all right,
3: so yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No,
1: sorry. (laughs) Just briefly, like, so you were painting a picture for Lauren and I and for our listeners, but like, how would you say your journey that you kind of walked us through as a highlight? What are some of the highlights in that journey that are influencing what you're doing now in Accra? Mm. Like, what did you tangibly take with you back from the UK to Ghana and sort of do what you said, like, bring things from outside back in?
2: Yeah, no, that's such a good question, and I love this question because I was recently having dinner with a friend, and we were talking about friendship, and this came up, and I started to reflect. So basically, when I I moved to the UK, yeah, like I, around twelve, I moved to this neighborhood. I don't know if I should say the name, but anyway, where I got planted um, in a really cool small community church. Mm-hmm. It's the kind where you could see i don't know everybody you knew where everybody lived it was just super super intimate um, and yeah we had youth leaders that were super hands on and i know my youth leader would i was really quiet when i moved because i was just i'm not ne- i'm not necessarily quiet but <laughs> i think when i first <laughs> when i first moved i think just i was soaking up the newness of everything, you yeah. know, new, new culture, new people. And there was a lot of that. So I think I just was more introvert at that time. Um, anyway, so my youth, um, leader would be so intentional about not just pursuing myself, other, other girls. She'll be like, so when can we do coffee? When can I pick you up? And she will like, awesome. you know, come and grab me off the school. And oh. I was just like, it was so foreign. I was like, why is this woman? Like i have never <laughs> experienced anything like that. You know, yeah. adults where I was from didn't pursue friendship with, kids like wow. you in our culture you <laughs> kids are silent you mm. know you you don't speak until spoken to people yeah adults didn't pursue you so it was yeah. such a foreign thing to have this older woman be so intentional it wasn't one-offs it was like this consistency you know and I had other women that were just like Um, yeah, just invite me over to their house, you know, um, and just share with me. And I think even just my mother, I'm really grateful for my mom growing up. My mom was always really um, just open and honest with me. Um, And I just found so much wisdom in that. And so I think I grew up with this um, heart for wanting to hear from older women because I was like, it's so rich. So I was always happy to sit at the feet of just like, yeah, just older women. So I found myself chasing them (laughs) also you know um so yeah that's that that's a bit of a bit -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. That. so you
3: are no stranger to community building and Mm -hmm. i am so interested to hear and i am sure our listeners are for those who don't know just more about what heart to heart is and how it started and what how that's come to be um so tell us a little bit more about what you do with heart to heart
2: yeah no i you know what i i say heart to heart is a way of life. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I don't even want to just reduce it to uh, just us community of women. And we meet on set days of that. For me, it's, this is lifestyle, you know? And um, I think when I think of heart to heart, when I say, oh, we're having a heart to heart, Lauren, me and you, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this is the time where I'm not, I'm not fussing over how you're feeling or anything, your concerns. I'm coming to you as my true honest self and also expecting the same work. We're, we're bearing uh. our, our, ourselves to one another. Do you understand? And just yeah. being vulnerable and authentic uh. and, that was the space that I, I just wanted to create when I, when I came here, because I, and I think in just in lifestyle, I just want that to be an everyday or Karen's. So good. Um, so when I, wow. when I moved, <laughs> um, just a little bit about our culture over here. Um, yeah. Growing up, I suffered a lot of abuse at a really, mm. really young age. And I wasn't in a context where I heard a lot of dialogue of of that happening, so mm. I kept it to myself for several years until mm. I was much older before I disclosed anything. Because we don't talk about these things, you know. There were yeah. so many crazy things that, have, like, I could tell were happening around me, but I was just fascinated. Like, people didn't say anything. Adults were like, "Nope." It was like nothing was ever happening. Mm. And I think the older I got, I wondered how many people were like me had that experience that are just bottling it in and so coming back um to Accra how hard it didn't start this deep honestly how <laughs> to, started out from a converse me wanted to have a conversation with a friend about having some spots she had broken out on her skin mm. and I wanted to have a conversation with her about because I love skincare and I love conversation like that but I didn't want to offend love that her. Love that. Yeah, and I was like, "Awesome! Oh, I really want to ask her what's going on with her skin and have wow. a conversation, maybe see if I can give her tips." But then I was like, "Oh, oh this yeah. can be a sensitive thing." So I was like, "Let yeah. me go home and let me think about this, and then I'll come back to her." And as I was thinking about it, I was like, "Yo, the amount of times I feel this way, especially about women here, I just want to have just random conversation, but yes. I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody, yes. you know?" <laughs> and. I, around that time, I think I, a a good friend of mine who is a counselor, who used to be my counselor, but Mm -hmm. she's not my girl. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. She um, was coming to town, to Ghana, and she's really passionate about women. And I was like, oh my gosh, Obi's full of wisdom and she has so many gems. I'm going to throw an event and put it out there and see if girls would come. And maybe we can have honest, free conversation and things like that. And that, what I thought would be a brunch, as I was like, you know, planning this, I, um, so I'm a Christian and I really shipped God and I really felt like God was like, Oh, this is, this isn't just the one off. This is, wow. this is a thing, you know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So I put it on Instagram and a bunch of women came yeah. and they just <laughs> kept coming ever, yeah. <laughs> ever, ever since. But yeah. yeah. So, um, we, we essentially meet, um, weekly, our, our Bible studies are called heart and soul because, yeah. um, can I keep going? Cause I know yeah. if I'm talking. No, keep going, keep going. Good. Okay. I, we have Bible studies called heart and soul. And I was really passionate about this Bible study because I, like I said, I'm a Christian and I went to, I've been going to Bible study for a lot of my life Mm -hmm. and I have never had an authentic experience of Bible study. I feel like we came and we, we just kind of went through the curriculum, but I -hmm. I was always super burdened, you know, and I felt like Mm -hmm. the conversations were super shallow and I always felt like, man, I can't really share what's going on in my space because I feel like I'm going to rock the boat. I'm going to make, yo, that's real. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say something that's going to just make everyone uncomfortable. And so when it was on my heart to do a Bible study, I was like, no, I want this to be a space where we can talk about like nothing is off the table, you know, let's talk about anything and everything, but let's open up God's words. And see what he has to say about it. And the key part for me was encouraging women here to open up God's word for themselves. So once again, I come from a culture where (laughs) people are, um, how do I say this? A spoon fed a lot from the apostles. So they are heavily reliant on their their pastors and hearing from the men of God and hearing from that so often that people don't trust that God speaks to them. They don't seek his face. So I was really passionate about us opening up God's word. I was like, let's have the real talk, but we're not gonna just have a uh I was gonna say chin wag. I don't know if you guys say that. But we're not just gonna <laughs> like just like, you know, have a little tea and then like the aesthetics you know, of it all. And just and just go but it's like no let's yeah. see what God has to say about that and let's open up scripture so um even how we lead it every I I barely lead <laughs> I barely lead sessions um we have each almost every girl leads at some point because I wanna I don't want it to I don't want heart to heart to be it's an alum thing you know mm. Um, I know that if I dropped, I was like, guys, I'm done. Those girls will carry that thing. Like I was never, ever there. Like I, I have no doubt about that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's amazing. That's how, you know,
3: you've like built something sustainable (laughs) when you can like step, you can take your hands off and it would still move. Move, So what, what do you, what would you say is like, what has this community done for you? Like what has uh, sort of yeah. launching this and founding something? Cause I know that from experience, just like founding an organization uh, at, for other people, for women, for, you uh, know, gather, gather very similar to uh, even just to how you started of just like, I'm just going to put this out here and see who shows up. And then yeah. people kept coming. That's exactly the same story. And you're uh, all of a sudden you have something on your hands and you're like, okay, I guess I'm doing <laughs> this. Um, but it also like, it's really, I mean, it's, it's taught me a ton, and like ministered mm. to my heart, and healed a lot for mm. my me that I didn't, yeah. you know, I did not expect. So, how yeah. has uh, just launching this and, and running this and leading this? How what has it done for you? What it's like the biggest thing you feel like it's done for you?
2: <sighs> yeah, such a good question. There's two parts to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the surface. Okay. I feel like. <laughs> No, actually, I'll start at the last part. I've been gathering girls unintentionally or intentionally, yes. it feels like since I was 15. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Love like, it. I don't know. I think people have met me, and Hot Heart's hot, been the most prominent thing. I guess that thing that has had a label. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, like, but I'm like, no, I've been doing this since I was 15. Just like mm-hmm. I, when I was in college, I don't know what you guys call college, it's the age where you're, it's the schooling system where you're 16. Um, to about 18 i don't know what that is i don't know if that's high school, high school senior high school, high school. Mm-hmm. um but yeah in the uk that's college um mm-hmm. i remember uh i was part of a choir and <laughs> i i don't know i was in, in my second year i was like i was like i feel like these young girls are just suffering i could just see them and they just needed mm-hmm. advice and i said to my friend who was the head of the choir i was like oh do you mind if I just organize something and just call it like a girl's day. And so I would every month gather these girls. We'll go to a picnic. We'll go to a park and we'll just have a picnic. And I would we'd put like, I would ask them to put a bunch of questions all on a piece of paper and we'll put it into a basket. Oh. And we'll spend the whole day just kind of like unpacking it and grow. And oh. I did that for wow. several years. I volunteered as a youth leader, and I used to lead my my girls when I was younger, so my point is like I've been gathering girls mm. I think unintentionally just organically oh. right um up to this point and I feel like when heart mm. to heart began, it felt like all those times which I think at the time felt random mm. felt like it it was all in preparation for right. for this you know right. and what heart to heart has done for me is given me um yeah, just so much purpose. I've met people that have given me so much purpose for, like, the pain, the things that I've been through. Yeah. Like, it's just not felt yeah. wasted, you know, wow. to Amen. have someone to Amen. be able to draw, to draw from that. You it's know, even with like Noel, Me and Noel have been having conversations oh, recently. Yes. And, I've, and I've been saying certain things to her, and I'm yep. just like, wow, so yep. some useful things are coming out of this yeah. crazy season. Amen. okay? Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> you okay. know, and
2: yes. yeah, Heart to has been a space where it's definitely... Wow. Yeah, given just purpose, help given right. purpose, purpose to me. But I, like I was saying, the beautiful thing about how we run is that all the girls get to lead. So I feel like I get like I get watered on. Like I come with my journal and my Bible, <laughs> right. and I'm like, tell me something. You did, yes. <laughs> you know? And I and I'm so so blessed. Like I always say, like I'm blessed to serve in a space where I'm able to also draw. I think some leaders get into space seven spaces and it's just pouring, 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 Mm. but I'm really blessed to be in a space where it's, it's both ways, you know? Yes. Yeah. I
3: totally, I feel that so much. There's been been so many times, especially recently. And I think as our team has been built that I'm like, okay, I actually need you guys. And I think as a leader, that's been hard for me to ever say, because I don't Mm. want to put burden on, on the people that I'm, the team I'm leading. Yes recently i feel like i've been convicted to be like actually no like this work it's is collaborative like we're all working mm. this together and your heart matters too and it's not so it, to be able to just kind of like humble myself
2: mm. frankly and
3: be like actually i need you guys as well has been such an experience so thank you for sharing that That's,
2: can i so ask good. a question um, so when yes. you so when <laughs> you've done that in your experience has yeah. it been immediately people have just like jumped up stepped up and gone for yeah. it or have it has it been i mean otherwise? as of
3: as of recently yeah i feel like uh our team has just gotten so much stronger especially no i mean I, noelle especially like i this season for me personally has been really difficult and she has just like jumped into that space and mm-hmm. filled the gap with like you know no zero notice and just like it's been really cool to not only just, like, watch her step into more leadership, but just to also know that, like, I can rely and lead well, on these
2: people, mm, well, so That's beautiful.
3: That's been really healing, too, well, I think. Mm, just mm, to
2: know. Mm, so. I can imagine. Yeah, I can so imagine. Cool. It's really beautiful.
1: So I, I at this jump. Well, thank you, first of all. Thank you, Lauren. Um, and thank you, Ellen for just... Both of you as leaders, I think the way I've seen both of you lead as my friends, but also as people I draw inspiration from as I develop as a young leader, um, you're you're true to the moment that you're in. Uh, you don't operate in that place of pretense that I think many individuals that you come across in different spaces of your life, there's just this sense that people are afraid to put down some walls and just start a conversation, like be the first to take the step towards someone or towards a topic, right? And I have seen both of you in different capacities just not be in that timidity, but it requires a lot of energy. It requires a lot mm-hmm. of inner sacrifice. It requires, again, regardless of your faith background for those listening or your life experiences, vulnerability takes a lot of work. And it's usually work that people in the public eye don't see you go through in private. So I wanna ask you, Ellen, like for the topic of this dialogue, like, What does relational health mean to you in terms of people to people, like hearts between hearts, but also your own heart? And for you, like your relationship with God, like what does relational health even mean for you in
2: your journey? so I would my plan with that question was to throw it back at you ladies because hey. that is <laughs> no, because I was promised a dialogue you know yes. that is, I why, here. That is <laughs> why I sign up for this I was promised I a conversation <laughs> oh, okay. and, no I think that's the beauty of this I think for me I don't think I've ever used the word relational health like no. I hmm. so I got shot this email and I was like huh <laughs> I can get a sense and I googled and I was like okay I kind of get a sense oh. of this word but I yeah. was like no I'm I'm gonna hop I over can. the girls I want to actually great. hear from them mm-hmm. you know what it actually means and yeah. then I'm I'll pick up from there. and so like I said I was okay. promised a dialogue so right. <laughs> snap fair, yes. fair enough
3: I did promise you that. <laughs> yes Lauren
2: oh I'm gonna gosh. volley it to you first all
3: right um so I think I mean I I think what i have been learning as of late in our sort of not just like research for this series and just wanting to have a good grip on uh, like wisdom for relationships in in my life and then Mm. in being able to speak to to it in our organization I've been learning the importance of like healthy community and what that does for our own personal health Mm. and you know actually like I've been reading this book um, called "Changes That Heal," and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud, and basically talks about like a lot about bonding, intimacy, boundaries, separateness, and it, it's you know one of the, the key things there is that we actually have to know how to have a healthy bond in order to even be independent, wow. and in order to even be healthy on our own. Wow. Because when we don't learn as a kid um, or as a mm. baby, like it, they do this, they track this with children, right? When they don't learn how to bond to their mother they mm. grow up and there's developmental issues with intimacy there's uh-huh. issues with like even being on their own with object wow. permanency believing that things are there when they can't actually see them anymore oh, wow. mm. um and so you actually take that into what your what your childhood was like and then also how your relationships are now mm. It actually really affects your ability to be healthy on your own and your wow. relationship to god and your relationship to those around you so i think it's really interesting that when we talk about relational health we're talking about um, the health that's found in having healthy bonds. And we're, we're talking about Mm. how community that's good and calls you out and has these heart to hearts Mm. and can be vulnerable, can actually like change your life and can actually make you healthier as a, as a human being on your own. And so, you know, like that's why support groups exist. That's why Bible cities exist. That's why these, Like, there's so much built around community because I think, you know, we're figuring out as humans that we actually, people need people. Mm. And it's actually not a bad thing to need. Like, I think we have this, even with women nowadays, we're like, you don't need, you know, you don't need anyone. Like, Mm. you should just be good on your own. And that's false. Like, no, we actually do need each other and it's good to need each other. And it's actually pride that says you don't need anyone. And so Mm -hmm. learning to cultivate healthy dependency, learning to, you know, have relationships that are healthy and good and can step in when you when you can't or can, mm. you know, can call you out on your stuff that maybe mm. you can't see because we all have blind spots. Like, mm. that's what relational health means is what does it look like to have community that just is healthy and not only, you know, teaches you, like, more about yourself but actually, like, allows you to better walk out all the relationships in your life. And so mm.
2: that's kind that's of, awesome. I think, what we're and, looking
3: at in this series and yes. this season and what that means to me. So...
2: That's so good. Thank you, ladies. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We're gonna- <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> We're gonna, because where do we go from there? That was so good. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Noelle, any thoughts? Yes. Hey,
1: you know, I, I, I resonate with everything that came out of this lovely Lowe's mouth. She is absolutely spot on, everything, especially the childhood piece growing up the patterns Mm. of communication we establish in our youth. And, you know, for me, my work right now in my professional endeavors is in the peace building space. And my particular context that I work in is in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. On a personal level, I'm curious about like Black diaspora conversations and healing, you know, post-slavery, post-Middle Passage, reconciling our differences despite stereotyping and Whitewashing of culture. Like, I just, I love sitting in spaces of tension. I love exploring different human relationships that are complicated inherently. And um, I think, though, for me, it's everything Lauren said, but for me, the piece is how do I manage myself as sort of the giver and sometimes the receiver in that relational communication channel? and I realize, as an adult, I don't have the best coping mechanisms. Um, there were mm-hmm. some things in my upbringing. There were some aspects of my identity formation that I realize, as an adult now coming into myself impact the way I receive people or I don't. Like I put up barriers when expectations aren't met or when my texts aren't returned or my love language being time spent with people. And if I misread them, then I'm like, okay, I need to remove myself and be like regulating, right? Self-regulating overlord, like overboard. I say overlord because like you're trying to be in control all the time. You're trying to control what the person feels towards you. You're trying to control yourself. Then you go overboard because then you burn out. Mm -hmm. So you can't operate in a state of relational health if you, again, as Lauren said, learn to be independent, learn to stand on your own, learn to give people space, learn to extend grace. But again, I'm realizing that all requires energy and time and a sense of introspection, um, Mm. a sense of patience, the Mm. practice of patience. And Mm. every relationship in our lives is different. They're necessary, Mm. they're beautiful, they're part of a mosaic, but they're different. And I would even, I want to throw this to you, Ellen, like in that relational health defining you know, how do you how have you over the years of of doing life with people in all these different ways? How do you manage yourself? Like how do you mm. check in with yourself, your body, your mind, your emotions? What do you disclose? Like how do you mm. properly be in touch with yourself to show up for all these different relationships that you're part of?
2: I I was grabbing something and it was my journal. Oh yes. I wanna I'm so sad you can't see my pretty yellow <laughs> it's really good Beautiful. journal. It's bright and yellow. <laughs> One of my girlfriends got for me. No, um <laughs> I think in terms of checking in with myself, mm-hmm. um, wow guys. <laughs> Such a loaded question, Barry. Yes. I'm gonna go somewhere. I'm no journaling has been is a big thing for me um I I don't know I like I feel like there's a lot of things that happen in here and I feel like when I write it down (laughs) it like declutters Mm -hmm. my mind Mm -hmm. and my heart and I'm like okay I can see everything okay I'm aware of what's going on (laughs) you know um and this has been such a big big like lifesaver I think last month I set a challenge to start asking myself how are you you know, I yeah. realized like I would go out with people and they were like, ask me, how are you? And then there are the very few people in your life when they ask you, how are yes. you? You know, they're like, give they it to me. It. It's they true. It. And those were the scary ones. Cause I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, Are you? Yes. Yeah. And they're sitting there, they're waiting there like we have all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. And I'm like, Okay. Oh, yeah. And, so I was like no I, I keep getting this question and it terrifies me and I'm oh. like why is this question terrifying me what's going on in my space you know oh. and I was like I'm not checking in with myself and I was like so before anyone checks in with me how about we check in with ourselves so I set a challenge every morning just grab my journal and say how are you alone what's going on in your mm-hmm. space wow. you know and at night at the end of the day you know um so yeah set in a Like, yeah, this has been journaling, has been really, really, really helpful tool um, Mm -hmm. for me. I think also um, doing things that I love.
3: Oh, yes. Um,
2: Being really intentional about that. Um, I love nature. I love also just discovering places. I am the queen of, I don't know, finding cute coffee spaces or like, you don't know why. You oh, are. God is so good to me. Wherever I go <laughs> in life, <laughs> these eyes will find. I <laughs> like beautiful things and I find, I will find them. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really intentional about just taking myself out. Um, and like I said, sometimes my journal, my book and just enjoying and being with just myself. Yeah. Um, I find that to be really, really healthy. It's great. Um, and then also, um, yeah, just accountability having, like I said, those people in your lives that, will be like, hey, how are you? You mm-hmm. know what's going on in your space. That will that will look for you, you know. That's great. Um, but then also submitting yourself to, um, yeah, be checked on, you know. Yes. Um, I think I recently had a period, uh, maybe a couple of months, where I just, I was, <laughs> I would randomly cry just for no reason all the wow. time. And I kept trying to diagnosed myself and I was like Elam if this was like a physical problem you would yeah. go to the doctor if you were bleeding just randomly wow, all the time yes. you would go to the doctor and be That's like so Hi, um this keeps happening to me I don't have a clue what's going on mm. so I was like why are you trying to figure it yourself so I remember calling my counselor and I was like look this is what's going on with me I actually don't understand yeah. but I don't yeah. think I'm okay can you can you check, <laughs> can yeah, you check yeah, on yeah. me? Like what's so going true. on? And then we had a session and I was like, Oh, okay. This is a Yeah. And she's like, yeah, we need more. And I was like, okay, thank you. Mm. Um, so even that, you know, um, being able to go to an expert and just being say like, Hey, I don't know what's going on in my space. Give me help. Give me language, um, and tools for, for that. So yeah. Journey therapy, cute spaces whatever makes your heart happy it may look like something else for you (laughs) um yeah and yeah
3: that's That's that's, That's how I check in with me so that's so good and so practical too I'm a big fan of like practical (laughs) action steps so um I just want to coming back to sort of we, I don't feel like we have really we followed through on that question asking you mm. about relational health. So yep. Yep. You know, now understanding that definition and hearing that, um, or just unpacking that a little bit more, how have you seen like healthy relationships affect you? And then on the contrary, like when maybe you've had some unhealth in mm-hmm. relationships or a lack of health is unhealth, unhealth, <sighs> unhealth? Uh, A lack of health in a relationship. Unwell. Relationship. Relationally unwell. Relationally unwell. <laughs> um, how has that
2: impacted you as well? Wow, so, um, hmm, can I, okay <laughs> it's going to be, I'm, I'm sorry, it's the deep one. Um, it's think, great. <laughs> I think growing up, I didn't see healthy relationship model to me. Um, mm. I grew up in a very loving, really loving environment where I'm um, very blessed, but mm. at the same time, I didn't see, yeah, just healthy relationship model to me. So for example, like I shared with you, there was abuse, sexual abuse mm. going on very early on in my space. Mm. But I didn't witness people having honest conversation. They were not having honest conversations with me, mm. you know, were things going on in my space that I knew, but I felt like they were giving me a different narrative. And I was like, wow. oh, so you grew up thinking, okay, so we're not honest. And keep mm. things to yourself, got it, learned, wow. And that's how... <laughs> I grew up essentially and I didn't like it. I I definitely didn't like it. I did, but I I didn't see otherwise, and this is what right. it was. Till I, like I said, I moved to UK, I got to know my youth pastors, and by no means were they perfect, but those guys were as super dreamy to me because I felt like I saw maybe. Healthy relationships. So the beautiful thing is that they invited us to their home, so we got wow. to see like them dialogue, you know, as husband and wife, and yeah. them have some conversations. And just I witnessed things that I just never had seen in my own in my own home, and that unlocked this person that you see here that um, wants to fight for authenticity, to that wants to fight for vulnerability, because yeah. um, I began to see that modeled in that environment. And so um yeah, I don't even okay. I don't know if I've <laughs> yeah. answered the question, but that's no, how it's great. definitely um yeah. impacted my yeah. my space, you know. Um
3: Yeah. I also of, have gone. No, I was just gonna say it becomes like it's just what we think is normal, yeah. which I think yes. you don't realize until later, like that's actually doesn't have to be that way or like there's actually redemption like i i feel like i see this in my really good friends who are children of divorce a lot of Mm. times that like there's kind of this underlying idea that things just don't work out and like i see that come to play in a lot of like a lot of their relationships or conversations where I'm like actually hold on like no that's not like that's not normal that's not what it has to be and i think that's you know that's so key healthy relationships can redeem for us yeah. that like actually things can but it's hard when that's your learned experience
2: right now. exactly exactly definitely and I think but then even but then for you for even for me when I this is going up maybe it's a grown-up topic but even when I began to see healthy yeah things, spaces, I was like, but maybe my story will be different. You know, maybe wow. I was like, it's good to see this for yeah. these people. Yep. So, but yep. another thing that I had to journey through, is like, okay, no, but right. this could be true for you too. Yes, you know? ma'am. Yes, Yeah, because yeah, I was seeing this and I was like, maybe that's just yeah. them or someone else, you know, that I, would be yes. their story. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, totally like, true.
3: how have you, how do you combat that? Like, that just idea in your head or maybe that, like, that wrestle with God because, I, I think that a lot I'm like God I know you can do this but like mm-hmm. maybe you won't like you will you you know and I, I think that's a dialogue sometimes I, but how do you deal with that
2: let's talk about relational health with God like having a healthy relationship that with God preach you know open oh, when you find out like that <laughs> I was like, that, that for me is what it looks like. Cause I yeah. think for me, I sit there and I'm like, okay, God, clearly then we have some trust issues mm. <laughs> in this thing, because I'm open you up your word and you're saying these things wow, and they right. look pretty, yep. but yep. there is something that's not translated into my heart. Yeah. <laughs> you yes, know? Right. Um, and it's like, okay, w- why do we have trust issues? We need to, we need to unpack these things, you know? And for me, I think my journey has just been like, Lord, Lord, there's been so much trauma. I'm like, after you've seen this repeatedly it's just wired into your, mm. your head. So I think for, for my, ugh, I don't know if this, this is going to be practical, but I think for me, it's just been a journey of just being honest and saying like, okay, Lord, this is where I'm at. And also this is the root of where this comes from. Yeah. But then sitting in God's word and saying, but I want, I really want this to be true for me. Like I really want this to be true for me. And I constantly have this thing where I still doubt, you know, but Mm. I'm like, but I want to believe. And I, and I, and I give that to the Lord. So I'm just like, Lord, I know that you said that this will happen but I'm really nervous and I yeah. feel all of these feelings wow. and I'm sorry. I really wish I was full of faith and Amen. that I was like, yes, <laughs> but Amen. right now this is what it is. It hurts. And I give it to you, yeah. you know, and I hope you still like love me. And yes. he's like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's but really just so journeying, good. you know, but I think for me, I'm like, I'm just determined not to stay here. I think that's what it is. I'm just determined not to stay in this place. I'm determined to grow I oh look I was I think I was just looking at Moses and we look at Moses with so much respect now but where he started from was not an admirable place he was stammering he looked all (laughs) over the place (laughs) like if they brought Moses to be to be my leader I'd be like (laughs) oh no like no, thank you but you know we just see who he becomes and it's just like and the relationship he had with God and the fact that God even buried him, like, wow. it was just like, that's where he got to. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, me, I want to grow. So this is where mm-hmm. I'm at, but I don't intend to stay here. I don't intend to stay locked in with all the trauma and the drama and all of that. I want to journey and I want to build with you, Lord. And I think that's the beautiful thing for me anyway about sin and scripture. I think so often, yeah, you can just feel like an isolated case and just mm. think that you're very special in whatever you're journeying through. But when you when you read the Bible and you hear people's stories, you realize you're in good company. Or sometimes absolutely. they make your things, yeah. or your problem starts to feel really small because you're just absolutely. Like, oh, I I am not too bad with what I'm journeying through. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Y'all oh, yeah. this is
1: so rich I want to like pause for a brief second and we have we're coming up on our time already which I hate that yeah. this is so good it's and so Ellen <laughs> I already feel like you're coming back if you're open to it you will be oh, coming yeah. back um I mean I'm happy to just chat with you guys I am like you're you're good for me too God, you know yes. I'm recorded <laughs> I love this but yeah I want to also speak to our girls listening because I know even in the gather space and like even in other space of friendship like we're talking about relational health with God. And like, again, not all of our listeners are Christians and we want to acknowledge that whatever, wherever you are in the faith journey and the belief journey, recognize and be validated in the fact that it's not always pleasant. Um, yep. Speaking to the Christians in the room, Y'all know if you've walked with Jesus a long time or even just a little and life starts to happen to you as a believer, it's stressful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have this halo aura, this glow, right? You're not this new creature in Christ Jesus. Like imagery-wise, your insides are starting to be rewired. But rewiring requires cutting and trimming and shocking and adjusting. And that hurts, right? And And time. Yes. Time and then relational health. God might use different voices to speak into your journey that you're not used to hearing from. And it might come from unexpected places that end up being the biggest blessing. But for those of you who are on a different faith journey, or if you're not on the best terms with God, or you're questioning your theology, or if you're exploring other theologies, like, no matter where you are on the spectrum, like, Walking in the truth of who you are who you were created to be is always a blessing of a place to start like it is so foundational and I think and I hope and I pray that that's what you're hearing and getting a taste of in conversations like these um, And speaking of conversations like these we've gone all over the map We're coming up on time Ellen. I'm going to give you the grand challenge of distilling in like a nugget of wisdom, a key takeaway, a heart to heart note, if you will, for the girls, the ladies that have gathered here to listen to this podcast. What is a nugget of wisdom that you would pass on to women who are journeying through what it means to maintain and build relational health? Sis, over to you.
2: Um, I don't know how rich this will be, but I think a question that you um, sent over to me um, mm. when we were just planning for the podcast um, that yeah. I want to acknowledge, because um, yeah. I feel like, especially in this season of, I don't know, COVID and quarantine and lockdown and all of that, I feel like a lot of mm. friendships are being put to the test, oh, yes. you know, not being able to do life like as you normally would you know I think it's really put lots of friendships and relationships to the test and I think one of your questions were was around I guess maybe how I guess maintain around maintaining relationships yeah um and I was just thinking that so often you know I like to Anyway, for myself, especially my deep relationships, I like to treat them like a marriage. No, um, I love it. Because <laughs> once, well, once I'm your friend, I'm your friend. I'm all in. I'm that yep. friend, you know. <laughs> like yes. You're not getting rid of me. Yes. Um, so I think so often sometimes you think like, oh, relationships are going to be 50-50, you know. But it doesn't always look like that, you know. Some seasons, it's going to look like 80-20, you mm-hmm. know. It Sometimes it's going to look like you – pulling the 80 and that friend doing the 20 for whatever reason, do you understand when you're doing life with, with each other, it's not always going to look like 50, 50. 15. I think sometimes people have that expectation and are super disappointed, you know, but I think that in certain seasons that you, I think, and I'm, and I'm speaking, especially for people that are maybe in relationships that are, maybe deeper and more intentional. No I'm not yeah. talking about maybe your acquaint your like your acquaintances and whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in those deep relationships, sometimes we have to be okay with maybe just in some seasons picking up the the slack a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or even certain seasons being like okay with being like the friend that's like hey I can only give 20 in this season you know I really I really wish that I was all in but maybe this is what's going on in my space yes and but the key thing there's communication you know being able to be honest with that friend and say like hey right now I'm in the season where I can only do 20 you know and this is what maybe my my 20 is gonna look like you know I can call you once a month and this is what I can do right now you know Um, And so that the other person is not hurt. They're very aware of like, okay, this is what, what's going on. And maybe this is how I can be there for you. But um, yeah, just let's keep being intentional about just being Mm. like pursuing each other in conversation and let's not get Mm. our, let our emotion get the better of us, you know, Um, and deciding for people how they feel or drawing conclusions just based on, (laughs) Based on what you were experiencing, so um, yeah, that would be my my little takeaway for all of us. Really. Little
1: sis, you gave me a down payment on life. Thank you,
2: <laughs> guys. That's I listen so to it well. No one's just a fan of me, I, I don't like it, but I'm a
3: fan <laughs> He's of her too. So. over there in the
2: corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of her too. Now I'm, get no, you I'm time, a fan, girl. you have
3: another fan.
2: I'll oh, stop.
3: this was so good thank you so much for spending time with us and just sharing your wisdom and having a conversation with us we just really appreciate your time and your wisdom and your insight to um, life and to what you're building and we just bless what you're doing and love it and lift it up so thank you for being here and thank you to everyone for listening we are so glad that you joined us and we will see you again next week
0: To all our listeners, thank you once again for tuning in.
3: We hope you feel loved and
0: encouraged by today's content. Be sure to stay tuned for more exciting updates and our Gather news on our Instagram, at Girls Who Gather, as well as our website, www.thegirlswhogather.com. Also, remember to share and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Be on the lookout for season updates, announcements, merch, media, meetups, and more. There is always something for you to be involved in and a place to belong. You are so loved. Until next time, bye Gather Girls!